hung in dull and perfect rows. Polished cabinetry lined the walls, and a farmhouse sink dipped into the counter, reproduced in stainless steel. A garden window above it housed living herbs. The sun shone, the granite was warm. The ice maker could produce round or square crystals. Each of the women, perched on stools at the kitchen island, had long, straight hair, meticulously flattened or gently curled. They clustered around the smallest one, who was crying. She clutched her mug of tea with both hands where it sat on the countertop, and her shoulders shook while she boo-hooed into it. Her friends smoothed her hair, wiped her eyes. Sunny smoothed her own hair and wiped her eyes. I just don't understand it, said the small one, sniffing. He said he was going to take me to Norway this summer. To Norway! Norway, echoed the one in the lime green cardigan. She rolled her eyes. What a joke. She had a hooked nose and small eyes, but from her blowout and makeup, her trim figure and expensive shoes, people still knew that she was attractive. Her name was Rachel, but the girls called her Rach. She was the first one on the block to have a really decent home gym. No, I want to go to Norway, the little one corrected her. My people are from there. It's beautiful. There are fjords. Jenny, it's not about Norway, honey, said Rach, the smooth loops and fronds of her golden hair cascading down her front and onto her tanned and curvy chest as she leaned over. You're getting distracted. No, said Jenny, sobbing anew. It's about that bitch he's fooling around with. Who is she? He won't tell me. Sunny pulled back from them. She wore a chenille wrap around her shoulders and operated the machines of her kitchen with one hand while the other rested on her pregnant belly. She went for the tea kettle, freshened Jenny's tea, and handed her a tissue. These were Sunny's best friends, Jenny and Rach. She knew that they were having a normal conversation, this conversation about Jenny's husband and his infidelity. It was a normal thing to talk about. But as she stood there in her usual spot one hand on the tea kettle, one hand on her belly, she noticed an alarming thing, a crack in the wall right next to the pantry, a crack in this old Georgian wall. It's not really about her either, Jenny, whoever she is, said Rach. Sunny gave Rach a stern glance behind the other women's head. Rach returned it with eyebrows raised in innocence. He's a jerk, Jenny said. That's what it's about and she blew her nose. Sunny wondered if her friends had noticed the crack. It raged up the wall, crossing the smooth expanse of buttercream-colored plaster, ripping it asunder. The crack had not been there yesterday, and it already looked wide. It looked deep. She thought about the house, split down a terrible zigzag, one half of the pantry split from the other, Bags of organic lentils, mason jars of beets, root vegetables. What would she do? But Jenny wasn't done crying. I just don't know what I'm going to do, she burbled for the third time. I have the children to think about. How could he let me find this out? How could he not be more careful? Sunny imagined the house falling apart with her as the fault line. Maybe with Maxon in space, the house had given up on maintaining appearances. Maybe it would crumble into the earth without him, without the person standing in the husband spot. 
Everything changes. Everything falls. Jenny's husband, rockets to the moon, the wall containing the pantry. Shh, said Rach. She reached for the remote, turning up the volume on the kitchen TV. Sunny saw that the microwave read 12 o'clock. She pulled the wrap tightly around her and two fingers fluffed up the bangs on her forehead. On the screen, the news was starting up. Oh, said Jenny, time for less weathers. Now there's a man who would never do you wrong, said Rach, cocking her head and winking at the set. The women watched wordlessly for a few minutes while a tall blonde man with a squared-off face and twinkling blue eyes reported on a local fire. He leaned just so into his desk and he used his broad hands to gesticulate. His concern over the fire appeared real, his admiration for the firemen tangible. He had a